Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave, better known as the Jailer Man, and Chris, also known as Sailor Sam. That's right. Yes, we are going to be talking about, as you can tell from that introduction, Band on the Run, which <laughs> is, it's funny, you know, we mentioned this in our last episode that in uh, 12 years, we have not actually done a full track by track review or discussion of this album which is i think many many would say that it's paul's best album whether mm -hmm. that's true or not we can debate uh but it's it's one of those albums that has gotten a lot of reissues and a lot of play <laughs> and interest yeah. and we're going to talk about all yeah. of it and the inspiration of course is what uh chris you can't see this but behind chris i can see his recently purchased double LP of the 50th anniversary band on the run set. So that was kind of the inspiration for us starting to talk about this. And, and yeah. there's so much to say. Yeah. I think uh, if you're a Beatles fan, uh, you do not have to search forevermore for a copy of this. Oh no. You probably have multiple copies. Now I've got, I don't know, four five yeah. <laughs> copies of this damn thing. Uh, but uh, part of that's because it's great. Yeah, that's the question. When we were discussing podcasts to do, I think it was last year because the 50th anniversary was really last year. Uh, we had, I remember one of the questions I had for you was, oh, maybe we could discuss is Band on the Run really Paul's greatest album? Mm -hmm. uh, because it has that reputation. And, you know, well, now I think this has given us a chance to reassess the album yet again. Mm -hmm. And so I'll be interested to keep that question in mind. Yeah, and I think if you have a Paul McCartney and Wings bingo card, nautical reference, you want a rain reference, check. You want, you know, it, it takes all the boxes. You want background vocals, uh, yeah. flourishes. You want some key keyboards with with some swirls and whoops <laughs> and whops. You're, yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get everything that you want in this album. You also get some great paul histrionics if you're a yeah, fan of those right. you also Check. you get get a, yep. a song with a bit of whimsy yep. as well if you like paul's whimsical side bird references you yeah get the bird references song. yeah you know you got everything you want so it gives you it's there's nothing missing from this album that's for right sure. that's that's very so. true before we get into our track by track discussion of you know this album has been discussed and the history of it's been discussed so much so we don't want to rehash everything but the gist yeah. of it if you're not familiar the gist of it is they had finished red rose speedway and was time to go off and record the next album they and, had they uh, had some rehearsals i guess yeah and had some rehearsals with question with... question on whether or not there's recordings of those rehearsals yeah true um and why we haven't heard, heard or seen anything of them exactly there's a lot um, of weird mysteries about this album yeah uh but you know at the time there were there were still a five piece uh denny sywell was there and mm -hmm. Henry mccullough they started recording and then the paul had this great idea oh you know uh maybe we should go record outside of the uk so let's see where emi has studios and so they got this big list of all kinds of international places oh singapore oh japan oh all these <laughs> so we like african music so maybe let's go to nigeria and yeah so that's what the plan turned out to be to go to lagos the capital and 
mm-hmm. record this album. But what happened right before they were going to go? Yeah, they could. The, the guys quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out of here. So no Denny, um, no Denny yeah. Sywell, that is. And then no Henry McCullough. So they're down to a three, a group of three. And then they went to, you know, the idea was, oh, we'll go to Nigeria. The band can court at night and then go out on the beach. Um, but of course, Nigeria was not a very good place to be because there was yeah. a civil war going on and a military government and coups and all sorts of corruption. Yeah. So, and yeah. as described, and all of this and more, yeah, described in the wonderful book, The McCartney Legacy, Volume One, Felakuti. Yes, Felakuti, and Felakuti's mad at him. He thinks he's there <laughs> to steal his music and cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah. culturally <laughs> appropriate it. Uh, almost no influence from African music in this album, if you ask me. No, no. Uh, perhaps a little bit here and there, but uh, d- d- almost nothing. Almost, and I think I, I think eventually he heard what they were recording, and they're like, "Oh, this, this yeah. is not, he's not doing what I thought he was doing." No. Uh, yeah, and the studios aren't set up very good, you know. So, so. The, the way it's described in here, it just sounds like a mess. And it sounds like a story that they tell about this record, uh, which almost uh, to me has very little to do with the record. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's sort of like a, a, a fun story. But and in the Band on the Run documentary, which I listened to multiple times uh, this week from the 25th anniversary edition, of course, that's the first story they tell it if if anything came out of that i think it's just that linda denny and paul going through a kind of you know some laughs some fun times down there but also (laughs) some scary stories and some some lots of rain yeah things like that maybe that led to some of the songwriting in in the album led to a little bit but it's much less to me than it's made out to be. Oh, absolutely. And especially yeah. because again, I think before I before you do any research, you think, oh, they recorded this whole album in Nigeria. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I don't know, four or at least four songs, I think, were not even recorded there. They were recorded in London. And then the rest were overdubbed and and finished in London. So yeah. it it inspired maybe some of the the recording or at least the yeah. ideas but ammonia maybe yeah was, that's probably was, the closest was, and it talks a lot about rain the rain of this and the rain of that and yeah I, I, described in the book there's lots of rain yes uh, uh some very torrential downpours uh, uh that they experienced so but yeah so that's you know it's been talked about a lot that that part of it and there's also we I don't want to get into this because it's controversial, but there's even some debate about the story that Paul has told for many years that when they were robbed, that the burglars just took all the tapes and they had to reconstruct everything from scratch. And yeah. uh, that there's some debate whether that it was actually true or if there were already recordings that they could work from. So it's just it's it's all kind of a. Yeah, a mess, and it, yeah, and, and when and Ginger that, Baker was mad too. By the way, uh, they, oh they, yeah, well, they, yeah. he's always mad. He's always mad. What is he not mad about? Yeah, because yeah, he came down there, and Ginger Baker has a 
studio, I guess, there as well. Yeah, right. And it was like, what? You're not recording in my studio? What's yeah, wrong with you? exactly. Although I think Ginger Baker was friendly enough to play on one of the tracks. He does. Uncredited, plays yeah. some some shake shakers and <laughs> that one song that's got like a hundred different um which we'll we'll get a bluebird yeah bluebird. Which has like mm -hmm. all kinds of i'll read that from the lyric as prepared as you can be you've got the mccartney legacy which talks about this album extensively you've also this is maybe one of the first times we've done one of these album reviews where you've got the lyrics yeah and 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 not not only the lyrics but the additional chapters of the lyric lyrics which uh, i believe bluebirds one that mm. maybe isn't in the original and is in this one but i bookmarked you can see all my papers sticking oh, yeah. out of, this, of a few things i wanted to mention from the lyrics uh which i think gives uh insights on on these tracks well let's get to it because yeah. the as we said, the album was very successful. It was a number one hit. It mm -hmm. was the one that the critics, you know, they didn't like Ram very much and they didn't like the early Wings albums particularly. Uh, but this was kind of like the perfect blend here of fans loved it. Critics loved it. It's yeah. got two songs, probably maybe three that are staples of classic rock radio, even to this yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, it, it is it kind of had it all that you wanted. As yeah. you mentioned earlier, Play, he usually plays about half of this in concert. Yeah, and, yeah, know, exactly. So, um, and yeah. it's also got two different versions. You have the U.S. version, which has an additional mm -hmm. song, which has Helen Wheels on it, the yeah. single, and then the U.K., which does not have it on there. So yeah. that's another kind of interesting thing that by the 1973, maybe wasn't as common. It was common in the Beatles' early days, but not... Uh, with the U.S. and U.K., but not with a solo album. Yeah. So. One thing I've been struck with this week uh, in my listening to this album, Dave, is how it's kind, of, it's kind of a party album. You know, there's the theme, which is the band on the run, and it's a band escaping jail. Freedom. But what, but what is jail? Yeah. You know, is it is it the jail of actual jail, or is it busting out of uh some societal norms mm -hmm. is it the jail of the beatles is it yeah. you know so i think there's multiple and uh, multiple levels it works that way and i think that uh um it's like we're we're busting out of this seriousness you know and so now we've got the wind in our hair and We'll fly till we're free. And what's the use of worrying about anything? And I'll roll you a joint and find safe haven and let the rain renew us. Be in love, go for a drive, drink, and I'll be with you years from now. So yeah. You know, so I I think that there's a unifying theme throughout the uh, songs on the record of this freedom, this this sense of we're going to live our, our life the way we want to, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we're a, a band of misfits who <laughs> are, are off having a great time, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. well, I think that's a great place to start with our track by track, right? We can with the title song that you just started to describe, which is starting right off with band on the run. One of the, most popular McCartney songs of all time, a staple of every set, uh, every concert that he plays, uh, just a 
a, like I said, a staple on classic rock radio stations. And it's one of those fun uh, mixed songs. So taking yeah. three three bits and putting them together. So you've got that yeah. introduction part with the stuck inside these four walls, then the yeah. if I ever get out of here, and then the main part that everybody sings along with. Yeah, uh, the, it's really the song starts. You got into the song when you get to the acoustic guitar part. The yeah, band yeah. on the run. That's right. the song. So it's like there's these three really preambles. One is that with the great guitar lick and the signature keyboard glissando <laughs> thing, which any anybody who's ever had a keyboard that does one of those things <laughs> has one of those little knobs on it that goes yeah. up and down. The portamento. Yeah. That portamento you yeah. try. Woo, woo. <laughs> yeah. You've definitely tried this if if you've had that. <laughs> Um, and then of course the if I ever get out of here with all the guitar licks and the there's a lot of slap spec zoom in that section too. There um, are yeah. but then there's that little ba 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 which yeah. uh, with the Tony Visconti. Um Tony Visconti, of course, very famous for being a, a great producer of mostly of David Bowie, almost the entire David Bowie catalog. So one of my favorite producers, of course. Yeah, he orchestrated this foolishly for some reason, not not credited in the original no, album. No, no. Uh, very, very. He was he was a little bit uh, uh, ticked about that. You yeah, know, here, should here, be here on the documentary. Uh, but yeah, uh, orchestrated and one of the best parts is that dun 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 dun, and then we finally get to the main. Part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh and then of course that that part of the song, Paul's singing is is it's like a, a anthem among anthems. Yes. It's like the the clouds clear, the yeah. sun comes out, kind of like you're saying. It's almost Bruce Springsteen like. I think this it mm -hmm. really reminds me of yeah, the born to run kind of song here. Yeah, uh, we we we're getting out there, band on the run, yeah. and you know we don't have the the '57 Chevy or whatever Bruce has, but it's still, yeah, like a real bright anthem, anthemic, yeah, chorus. Band yeah. on the run, you can hear everybody singing it, and it's hard to almost hard to talk about a song like this because it's so ugh, we've heard it so yeah. many times. But uh, let me ask you: Do you, if this is a song you hear, is it? Do you have kind of the, oh, yeah, five minutes, here we go? Or is it something you're excited to hear? No, I'm still, I it, I listened to this album so many times this week. Yeah. Preparing in the last few weeks, preparing for this and having got a new record. Oh, sure. You know, you know what kind of sucks about doing a podcast, by the way? You get a new record for, and you're like, oh, we got to review it. So I can't just like listen to it and just enjoy it. No, no. <laughs> I've got to like, I got to like, oh, oh, what's that? What's that? You know, I'm like digging deeper in it. Analyzing it. Analyzing it instead of just like putting it on and not even like thinking about it. You know? Welcome to my world. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> With every piece of music. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't really suck, by the way. I no. Enjoy, it, enjoy no. it very much. But uh, I, I even got sick of anything on this record. No. The whole time. 
maybe, 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 maybe one maybe one <laughs> or two maybe one or two. We'll, we'll get to that, that. but yeah. um but yeah no i think it's still it still holds up it's still one of the best featured recently by the way on uh mccartney the lyrics from paul muldoon a privilege to spend <laughs> many hours with paul mccartney yep he discussed in great detail <laughs> many of his songs so uh, yeah, but I listened to that, and uh, uh, you know, there's not, there's not yeah, at this point, <laughs> we're not getting great new insights on being on the run, but no. um, but yeah, there's uh, you know, it's fun, the parts work, the the um, yeah, and it really, it, it, it's a really solid, fantastic track, yeah, and it's followed up by another yeah. major hit staple common song that everybody knows jet mm-hmm. and yeah, Jen. now we this this chris loves this one because when we've we're talking about the a long time ago we were talking about the one hand clapping version i think and that's where the, he, you get some super histrionics from paul but yeah. you you get a lot of histrionics on this lots of oh, oh's yeah come on oh, yeah. now and yeah the... he, he's into it yeah that one hand clapping version that's that's uh uh on the archive series yeah it's a it's a it's a doozy oh yeah um on this underdubbed mix you you get a different kind of like some they're they're a little more in the background but at the beginning you can hear some of the stuff you'd never heard before as far as that one of the highlights of the underdub um but yeah i absolutely love those histrionics oh yeah it's 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 really great i've always loved this one just because it rocks like hell it's just well that's the thing it's like just driving driving bass and it's got that beautiful sax at the end and you know by the way we talked about the glissando and a fantastic on band on the run yeah yeah and great a little keyboard solo here it's not like the most complicated solo in the world but uh, it's always like perfectly, you know, placed. So, no, oh, definitely. So, Jet, if you look in the, there's again some debate about what Jet was, but we'll go yeah. with what the lyrics say. So, Jet was a pony, mm-hmm. uh, the name of a pony. And uh, so, there's another animal song like Martha, my dear. And... Yeah, well, I walked over and took my guitar. You know, of course, I had my guitar with me <laughs> and I was sit- sitting and I was just looking around. What's then? Oh, it's my pony jet. My pony so, jet. Yeah. Wrote a little song about it. Right. Uh, uh, I did want to say uh, in the lyrics, he had a great thing that he said here, which was, uh, "I have tricks I can use. A shout is one of them." <laughs> Aha. So well, that's yeah. there it is. So he he's working yeah. it. It's intentional. And a lot yeah. of times here. Yeah. Well, and I think what makes Jet stand out is the two different grooves so you've got the the do 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 the beginning which is kind yeah. of reggae like do do and then it's got the hard rocking part so it's got yeah. those two different feels oh and, three if you count on uh, the bridge is a uh major oh that's true that's like, a third one you're right so it's even got three different feels so it's a pretty sophisticated song yeah. compositionally even though it, it what you think of is the drive and just all over the a major chord do 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 but there's a lot more to it and then when he when you have the sax solo and you have the just that sound it, the it's minor and major again so playing with 
because the do 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 is kind of ominous and minor and then jet do 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 it goes into major so uh it's pretty i think it's a pretty sophisticated song and this is one i don't get tired of hearing because of yeah. the arrangement yeah uh me too i've always loved it i think he's uh, when he's done it live it's been it's been great some of the lyrics are like yeah. what is he really talking about Mater on jet to always love me. It's like, yeah. what's that? Mater yeah. is mother, I guess, sort of how he explained it. And then this is a Sergeant Major stuff where, like, oh, you, Sergeant Major. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the back end. So, I, but it gives you the sense of like he's grabbing his girl and trying to get her to hop on the horse, I guess. Yep. And right yeah. off into the sunset so uh perhaps having broken out of jail tries to talk this girl into like forget your sergeant major father which linda's father was sort of a strict not you right. know like real stiff type guy from what uh, all descriptions you know maybe that that's what that where that sergeant major stuff comes in yeah no but yeah. great one-two punch and then yeah. then we go we're gonna slow it down here and have our first ballad and listen to bluebird and uh this is one that was recorded in london so this is not from nigeria uh, mm -hmm. but it was a, a another ballad and uh, kind of a i want to say sultry in some ways there's kind of a a real laid back feel to this song and part of it yeah. we mentioned earlier the there's a lot of percussion and a lot oh, of yeah. extra sounds on it so well, what does Paul say about Bluebird? Yeah, uh, this is um, reading directly from the lyrics here. The percussion also evoke a warm evening. I, If I remember correctly, we added things like gyro. Do you know what gyro is? A hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the one that goes. Yeah, you can uh -huh. hear that very good. Uh, a go-go bells, yep. blue block, Definitely. wind chime. You can definitely hear the wind chime. Oh, yeah. And shaker. And the shaker was the thing that Denny Lane at least said in the band on the run documentary on the 25th anniversary, that that was Ginger Baker. And it wasn't really a shaker. It was just like a, a bucket with rocks in it or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, well, you can hear all that stuff so well on the brand new. Th this is underreported, I think, <laughs> is that. And, and especially for a guy like Dave. He's still stuck with, uh, with the 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 albatross of his streaming service, not having Dolby Atmos. Oh boy! But for those people who have a Apple Music, Title, or like me, Amazon Music, yeah, you can hear the Dolby Atmos mix in your headphones. And this really, like, mm. boy, oh boy, it really comes out this percussion stuff. I uh, played it for my wife and I said, just listen to the percussion. There's so much going on that you don't, yeah. don't even notice. And it's, it's so subtle and so well done and so placed like perfectly, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Well, and this is, you know, in our, one of our recent episodes, I think two ago, we, we did our tribute to Denny Lane and you, this one, this song to me, what stands out most are the, not only the feel but and the percussion but those background vocals when they're yeah. going bluebird bluebird it's that three part with linda yeah. paul and denny and they're higher and higher and denny takes the high part bluebird yeah uh, 
it's really gorgeously sung. I think and he, that's and uh, uh, really, I mean, the smooth like at last we can be free. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like fantastic stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, great bass playing on here. In fact, the whole album is full of great bass playing when you only have three people on this album yeah. it, it, like as in the core you're it's going to pop out a little bit more yeah. now so. there's a couple other things i wanted to talk about here both good and bad so one it's fantastic wonderful smooth sax solo howie casey okay howie casey during the sax solo we get paul just doing a <laughs> drum sounds with his mouth yeah that's, that's weird and then i i wondered very strongly dave and this if you are bothered by one particular section of this song i know it's towards coming. the end of the song uh -huh. right after the we're the bluebirds we're the bluebirds we're the bluebirds we're the bluebirds then there's this guitar lick as dang, 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 dang. Acoustic guitar, it sounds way out of tune. Awful. Does it drive you crazy? Drives me. In fact, I wanted to say that. That was something that when we when we get to the un underdubbed mixes, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to make a comment about why I think the final mix is so, so much superior. is because it covers up. And maybe it was because of the bad equipment or... It was done kind of hastily, but there's a bunch of out of tune stuff on this whole album mm. that really sticks out to me when I hear it that way. And that that one has always bothered me. It's it's like yeah. a just very out of tune and clunky yeah. sounding. And I, I it, it doesn't ruin it, but no. it, it is a kind of head scratcher. Like, why did they keep that in? Yeah. Uh, or why didn't they fix that? So yeah. I, I'm with <laughs> you. It always I'm, bothers me. I'm puzzled. Me. Yeah, I'm puzzled yeah. myself. The other thing about Bluebird is it's in the, in the book, even it's right next to Blackbird. Yep. So there's a little hint of that. And then during the lyrics, when they're talking about Bluebird, he's talking about Bluebird. He's also talking about the other songs with Bluebirds in it. And he brings up the White Cliffs of Dover. The, there'll be Bluebirds over. Oh, yeah. White Cliffs of Dover, that famous song. And he also talks about, I hadn't thought about this. The song Lazarus from David Bowie, where he's hmm. I'll be free just like that bluebird. And he says something like, you know, Dave was a mate of mine. Maybe we were thinking about the same bluebird when we hmm. wrote our different song. So I thought that that was a nice uh, thing uh, in the book. So oh, and something I hadn't thought about at all is uh, other other references to bluebirds, you know. Uh, well, it's very appropriate that we're recording about bluebirds that I'm in Missouri because that is the state bird of Missouri right. is a bluebird. So there, right. it's bluebirds all around us and an inspiration, but a great song. And uh, I think I enjoy the live version in the Wings Over America. I think it it works better and you don't hear that out of tune guitar either. Yeah. So, but great. Not another one. Uh, next one I know is... Uh, one I when we saw Paul McCartney in 2014, I believe in Kansas City mm -hmm. or uh, uh, or Wrigley Field, we also saw him. I know you were just jumping when he played <laughs> this next song, right? That's right. This is Mrs. Right. Vanderbilt. Yeah, a fun song, great bass, 
Great, yeah. of course, the great backup. Ho, hey, ho, backup <laughs> vocals. Good guitar solo in this one. Yeah. And it's got that Beatles-esque kind of moment where it's like, does the, ah, ah, before the saxophone comes in with its part. Yeah. So uh, very good. Smooth keys throughout. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and do you like, Dave, do you like the crazy laughter at the end? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes the song <laughs> yeah there's some fun stuff in this i like the line about mrs washington mm-hmm. there's kind of a cool reference there leave me alone mrs washington uh and what's the use of worrying what's the use of hurrying what's the use of anything yeah in there too it's kind of catchy another minor song minor key mm-hmm. melody um but it's also got that got a lot of rapid word play that you don't hear McCartney sing oh, yeah. too often. Down with in the, 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 the living in a tent, you don't pay money, you don't pay rent, don't yeah. even know the time, but you don't mind. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, yeah I I like Mrs. Vanderbilt. Well, a... I I once again this, this lyrics book. You know, I thought these lyrics book when when the lyrics book come out. Honestly, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of nonsense. The same old stories same or... old stuff but it yeah. wasn't and there's a there's something he wrote here in uh this chapter which i th- i thought was really great so i'm gonna just read it straight uh from it i don't want miss vanderbilt or her ilk now he's, he's saying miss vanderbilt's like representing rich people mm. in some previous and he's like i'll go to these rich parties sometimes of these somebody who's like wealthy yeah because I get invited to stuff like that because I'm Bob McCartney, right? Yeah. But he says, I don't want Miss Vanderbilt or her ilk to intrude on my tranquil time. She's going to spoil it for me. She's going to make me obey rules that I don't want to obey. She's going to pull me up into her cloud of money and influence and authority. And I would rather be spending my time with the Eleanor Rigby's of the world. Uh, it says, just as Miss Vanderbilt morphs into Mrs. Washington, who represents the political capital of the America of America. So the phrase, I've got plenty of time on my own turns into, I've done plenty of time on my own. Even though the song was written before my 1980 arrest in Japan, when I spent nine nights, uh, nights in jail for the marijuana thing, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'd been incarcerated a couple of times before uh, in Hamburg too, only for day. So this <laughs> feeling was familiar to me. Uh-huh. So it's sort of like, don't bother me. Let me smoke my weed. Yeah. Get out of my business. I, I like that. And it, it really improved the understanding of the song for me uh, uh, hmm. by reading that the lyrics. Uh. Well, <laughs> f- f- funny you mentioned let me smoke my weed because that's the inspiration apparently for the next song. Oh, yeah. Which is right. let me roll it here. Let me yeah. roll it to you. There's something about let me roll it that caught me just musically. Is this? There's this like it's almost like a pre-song, the mm. beginning of the song. Yeah. It's like a preamble. It's like, okay, we're gonna get the song going here in a minute. Everybody, get in your seats. You know, yeah, with the keyboards. Do do do. Yeah. Here we go. Boom. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Kind of an introduction to it. Yeah. So this song has gotten also, you know, we, we talk a lot about cliches that you read about 
And Paul talks about this in the lyrics too, but mm-hmm. I've heard, I don't know if I had a, a, a nickel for every time I heard people say, this is a John Lennon inspired song, or it sounds like a John song. I would be a millionaire yeah. uh, because yeah. that's, that's what they say. Oh, it's because of the echo. Oh, it's because of the guitar lick. Oh, it's yeah. because of the simple lyric or whatever. Uh, do, do you get that impression? Does this seem like a John type song to you? Not really. I mean, he he even mentions it in the documentary himself. He's like, yeah, oh, you know, we we could, <laughs> we could uh, you know, sing each other's styles a little bit, and yeah, you know, because we got used to doing that in the Beatles, where he'd sing something <laughs> kind of like me, you know, kind of my song, so he'd sing like like me, or I'd sing like him. I think it's just the using the echo more than anything, mm-hmm. the bog echo, as he says yeah. in the book. That you know, we called it bog echo because it's like a, it like the echo in a toilet. <laughs> of course, and of course, we know that as bog. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but um, there's something in the once again the lyrics that I never really thought about, which is that he he said, you know, that uh, lick has this sort of like stuttery thing and it ends so harshly. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that he- it, it's sort of a hesitation, but the, the song kind of start starts and stops over and over again. And then it's again. So it's like, and then he says, you know, it's the hesitation. I won't do that. The hesitation we feel in that situation of wanting to reach out, but being reluctant, to be completely open is made physical in the abrupt starting and stopping of the rift. The constant cutting short of the momentum of the song mimes the subject matter. We all relate to that situation. Uh, he uh, he was uh, talking, and he's talking about a musical and somebody in the musical and somebody who has a stutter, a, a nervous stammer. Uh, let me roll it. It's sort of a long, drawn out stammer, is what he hmm. says. So that was interesting. Hmm. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a song that I I run hot and cold with. I mm-hmm. think I, I sometimes I'm in the mood for it. Other times I find it kind of boring. Yeah. And so it just depends how I'm feeling. This this week when I was listening to let it, listening analyzing it, like you were saying earlier, yeah. uh, I I enjoyed it a little bit more. But but it can. It's not my favorite on the album. Let me put it that way. I don't think it's mine either. It's my wife's favorite song, I think. Really? My favorite, favorite Paul song. She just wow. absolutely loves it. It is way better to me live than it is in on the album here. Yeah. It gets Maybe that's a little it. it gets a little long and slowish. Yeah. And there's the you know, there's that part where he's like, ah, you know, yeah. it's just it's just like we're just listening to the echo more than anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I kind of ran a little hot and cold with it myself, but generally I like it. It might be my fifth favorite of the first half. Well, that's true. But that doesn't make it a bad song, you know, but a half of an album. It's just like absolutely perfect half. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, should we flip the album over and get to side two? All right. So now are we flipping the... Let's flip the U.S. side okay. too. So we'll that's, talk. That's what I've got here. So <laughs> okay, yeah. good. So so yeah. apologies to British people who had this back in the day and have always listened to it without 
your Helen Wheels and our anti Helen Wheels. <laughs> get that off my album. <laughs> but it was put back on the 25th anniversary. Yep. It's it is on the new release on the half speed mastered version, not on the underdub, but there's a reason for that. We'll get right. to that uh too. But your side two, you flip it and you get Mamunia first off, right? Yes. And of course, uh, Mamunia, the title inspired by the Hotel Mamunia, where the McCartneys were staying at the time. I'm not sure where. In Marrakesh in Marrakesh. Uh, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah. And Mamunia means safe haven in Arabic. And I think that that little nugget of mm. information to me, I like, and it improves this song for me. Yeah, I think so too. This is another, it's, it's, to me, it's very, maybe not unique sound in Paul's songs, but it's kind of unique. I think he doesn't have a lot of songs that sound like this. It's again, got two feels. So you've got the verse is slow. The rain come falling down the sky. And then the chorus is fast. Mamunia, 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 whoa. So I, I yeah. think it has a creative sound to it, but it, it, the orchestration or just the sound of it is kind of unique. And that taking a foreign word like Mamunia and making that the hook of the song stands out too. So yeah, it is kind of a different sound. Uh, interesting choice to begin the second side with too. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Well, I think yeah, it's part not a, of that's... not a famous song. It's not. It's the one of the so- few songs in this album that's never been played live yeah. either. Not in the lyrics. No, not in the lyrics. Um... No. <laughs> under the radar. Yeah, under the radar song. Uh, it it definitely after the other than Bluebird. Bluebird's a slower song, uh, softer song. But otherwise, we're running real hot on the first yeah. side. Yeah. And so uh, starting side B with this, I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things I like about the song. I, I love the keyboard sound on this again. Yeah. Uh, uh, particularly towards the end, you know, <laughs> you got that, you know, uh, do you like the boom, 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 boom. It's like they keep <laughs> sipping their beer <laughs> on the, they're on the beach or something. And they keep si- sipping. Do, do, do. <laughs> and the next time you see yeah, yeah. and it's a uh, it's a nice idea that a band on the run finds a safe haven spot yeah and then our i guess this song is giving this advice <laughs> that hey hey if it's raining out let the rain re- wash you and renew you uh you never felt rain on your back have you Oh no! <laughs> Especially so, L.A. rain cloud. L.A. rain cloud. Yeah, so that's the other part of it, though. Is this? I was trying to get my head wrapped around the L.A. rain clouds. Yeah, a very strange. I think he was thinking of L.A. as like a place that's always sunny and the weather is always good, but sometimes there's a rain cloud. Yeah, and if there's a rain cloud, don't worry about it. Just uh. Yeah, strip off your clothes and let your <laughs> and let that rain hit your back. You know? Yeah, I think it's little, so. It's a little bit of a weird song. Does it all yeah. work? Does the lyric? Do the lyrics really like speak to you? 
No, they don't. No. I think what stands out, what speaks to me more, are the, again, the, the great background vocals, the three-part, for the next time, you've got the mm -hmm. Linda, Paul, and Denny vocals are really terrific on here. And, and yeah. it's acoustic, also acoustic song, which is yeah. kind of a nice sound. Yeah. But so anything minor, but... So it's minor song, but not yeah, terrible, is what I would terrible. say about Mamunia. No. Now, is the next song maybe a minor song to you? Uh, no words. The first uh, Denny Lane McCartney song here. Yeah. You know, this one over the years, and particularly this week, has been just absolutely growing in estimation yeah. to me. Yeah. I, it's been sticking with me. It's the one I'm like waking up and after a night's sleep and I'm thinking about no words. <laughs> wow. Maybe it's wow. because it's, fresher to me because I like to, you know, perhaps you don't even flip to side B sometimes when you're listening <laughs> to this album, you know, uh, uh, it's not as it never, never played on classic rock radio. Never, no, nothing like that. But the real standout bit for me is the guitar. The bar, da, 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 da. So yeah. the melody of that whole thing is, is really great. And, the Tony Visconti, the da 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 dun, a sort of orchestration on this is really good too. So yeah, it's a it's a interesting production because you've got most of the song. Denny, I think, was quoted as saying he wrote most of it, and then Paul just did the burn in love. Yeah, I the think part that, that was... goes like real sweet burn in love. Yeah, that's got to be the Paul part for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's I, this one also sticks out. I, I do like it for some reason. And yeah. uh, they one did perform it's it short. And I know that short. I, I, yeah. I also read somewhere that Denny Lane was like, well, really, it was a longer song. And then we trimmed it down to the, just this 235, almost a little bit disparagingly, like, ah, mm. I wish they would have left it longer. Certainly, uh, at, at its length it is now, it does nothing but add to the album, I think. Yeah. Is it maybe the least thematic bit on the album? Sure. I like it. It's 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 really I've been humming da 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 da. Yeah, it's a great lick. Da, 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 all week. So yeah. no I will words take this for moment. my love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll take this moment to point out something that I did notice more when you really analyze it, is that there are several times on this album that Paul's drumming leaves me uh, like I, I'm I'm ready to expect a, an epic disaster in a few spots. His he is not steady at all, and this song, this <laughs> yeah. song particularly, he drops out. In fact, oh. if you listen, there's a I, I want to say it's after a minute, maybe a minute or two minutes, it just like bungles it, just stops, and then kind of comes back on. The fill didn't work, and you can hear it on the underdubbed. But there are a few kind of near disaster moments with Paul's drumming on this album that yeah. are, are, you know, uh, Ringo or Denny Sywell or J uh, Joe English or any of those guys, I think, would have been more solid. I mean, he's, certainly he's competent, but this yeah. is where I think the, the orchestration help cover some of yes. that. Yes, sure. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I do like it. It's a thumbs up for me for No Words With yeah. 
I know a lot of people just dismiss no words. Oh no. Don't even think about no words at all. It's like almost like a skipper or no. I'm no, like, not I'm not all. I'm not that way at all. I'm a thumbs way up. No. So one of the reasons I like the Helen Wheels on the record is because if you don't have the Helen Wheels, you go straight from no words to another sort of Denny at the yeah. very least at the beginning, Denny led Picasso's last words drink to me. It's too much. It's like Denny and then Denny. Yeah. The Helen Wheels really breaks it up. The Helen Wheels also ramps it up big time. Yes. yes. And the Helen Wheels has that lyric where it's like uh, Sailor Sam. Uh, oh, it's self references. Yeah. yeah. It's self references. Mm-hmm. Sailor Sam something done down in Birmingham. Yeah. And he never will be found. Mm-hmm. Never will be found. So, so it's like that kind of thing. Like, okay, it, hey, we referenced something from the first song. Isn't that great? This was a single, right? Mm-hmm. And and on the documentary one, I keep referencing this 25th anniversary edition disc two documentary, which you probably never even heard, Dave. No, I didn't buy that one. Sadly, sadly, but, um, <laughs> they're talking about. Uh, that Helen Wheels was the first single, and then, uh, and a guy from the company calls up Paul, and he's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have released Helen Wheels as a single." Mm. And uh, and he's like, "I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the key to getting your album back to number one. It's release Jet as a single, and and release a shortened version of Jet at the beginning, and then." He's like, well, I like the full version. I don't like to edit my th- stuff. And he's like, do that. We'll put we'll put the the, the B side will be the full version. So mm-hmm. everybody gets to hear the full version. And so uh he's like, Oh, okay. And then it ship shot shot right back up to number one. Yeah. All that said is I like Helen Wheels better as an album track on Band on the Run than I do as a single. Yes. Far yeah. more. And as an album track on Band on the Run, it really fits the 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 band. They're moving, they're out there, they're going, they're, you know, oh, yeah. traveling. And it's it is a fun song of I do like the idea. Like he's like said this was a, a song where like you hear those Route 66 type songs where they're describing where they're traveling, but it's set in England instead yes. of you the america so i like that about it uh as well so well do you like the uh the the kind of funny title funny name the double meaning there of it being the land rover named helen as in the person helen but yeah. then of course the phrase hell, hell on, on wheels. wheels yeah that's <laughs> nah, a little it's a little cheesy cheesy to me that part yeah. of it i do like we also have Jet on this album. Jet named after a mode of transportation of his. True. Helen Wheels also a mode of transportation. True. So yeah. So uh, what do you think about this song? Well, I I think you said something important about it being on the album. Uh, first of all, the album would be a, a lot shorter, or it would be like four minutes short, three minutes shorter, and I, I think it's always good to have more of this at this period of paul 
maybe not later, Paul. I think we could do some trimming, but it, it makes it a fuller album experience. Interestingly, in the lyrics for the original album, Helen Wheels is not included. Mm -hmm. So it was it was just added on there in the song. Uh, I like it a lot. I, I think it has one of the greatest grooves. It just really, it's a good, great feel. And Yeah. the guitars sound good. The, the kind of sassy background vocals, got her out of town. Yeah, Kind yeah. of Linda, you can hear all One over it. one of the most fun Linda performances. Yeah. That you go bye 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 Yeah, bye-bye, and then bye-bye. and and then I never even noticed this before. It's like at the, towards the end she's just like one, Yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like So I think just it's like it's really romping, you rompin'. know. Just yeah, a lot of fun. So I, Yeah. I like. I'm a big fan of Helen Wheels. I think it's great and so simple. It only has two chords. And it's all just. In, there's a lot of songs in A major on this album, and it's just a big A chord. And then uh, she's never gonna take you away is the only other time it goes to an E E chord or I think so. Real simple, but it's. totally like routes uh yeah route 60 like kind of a groove song and just just well done so now for a song that is the complete antithesis probably to helen wheels we go to the next one picasso's last words and then for chris in parentheses drink to me That's right. yeah Um, this is a very odd, strange song with a lot of stuff in it. I've been deba debating about this back and forth all week. Um, of course, uh, here's here's my big question to you about this is, of course, the famous story Yeah. of how this was written, uh, uh, which you can hear the whole thing. <laughs> On the 25th anniversary edition, this too, uh, or read which, about it which in is the lyrics. or read about it in the lyrics. And um, in the 25th anniversary edition, they also you also hear from the uh, the the man himself, famous actor Dustin Hoffman, Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, who was there, and he's like, I I, I attest to you, he just started playing the song. It wasn't like it, not having lyrics, or he just Picked up his guitar and was like, drink to me, drink to my health. And then you hear Dustin Hoffman singing it, which everybody's clamoring for. Yeah, So, of course. so, but can you, does that story <laughs> detract from the song to you? Can you separate it in your mind, enjoy or dislike the song separate from how it was written kind of as a, almost like a bet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, it, Of course, if anybody could do that, it would be Paul because he writes so quickly and on seemingly any topic and theme. Uh, but that, yeah, that's it's interesting to because the song it, it's got almost too much in it to Oh me. yeah. It's like it's just Yeah. too trying to throw every idea. Like let's have a French part. Let's have okay. Now we'll have Picasso. Now we'll bring back. Uh, we'll have strings, and then we'll bring back Yeah. Jet in there, or Yeah. we'll bring back other stuff from earlier in the, the album, or Yeah. it, it, Some it, of which I like. Like yeah. for instance, I like the French language stuff with the little clarinet. Well, It's bum kind bum of like bum a nice bum bum bum. kind of like a nice little atmospheric, just Yeah. like musical interlude that puts you in the mind of like, I don't know, 
the, the some of Paul's more old timey type songs. Yeah. So I like that part. I think that the yeah, there's too much. Too much. And some of it is I would say jarring. Yeah. Of how they like like I've been waiting for you, baby. <laughs> and then it goes dum dum da dum da 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 dum drink to me and it it just like really like abrupt perks you out of that in to another section uh yeah. so there's that the the jet stuff and the particularly the ending of the song where oh, we go to hey mrs hole. vanderbilt again yeah what's even why why yeah. I, I i it's just it's so it's a very odd song i've been debating too if this fits with the rest of everything mm. i think i do agree that it does because there's part of this song that is it's it's it it is interesting because it's sort of like the first part of the song's like telling the story of oh he just died yeah kind of and then a little bit later in the song it comes back but it's like they're all super drunk in the bar later <laughs> Having gone, to the, having gone to the wake of and then they're there and they're sort of celebrating is so i think that that fills in or fits in with what i said about the party vibe yeah yeah the we're we're you know living it living a good life and and it, you know <laughs> maybe a reflection on death just as a mm. general thing of like well, we're going to die, so let's have a good old time and drink yeah. our drinks, you know? So uh, Yeah, it even says on the lyrics here, drunken chorus, <laughs> how they describe yeah. that. So I think if anything on this album to me is a potential skipper, it would be this one. I think yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it, it's too long. Too long. It's, it is, uh, like, it, it's too many sections, and some of, some of them work better than others. Yeah. And the underdubbed, you can hear it without stripped off with the the uh, strings stripped off. I think I like the strings because they're on there. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one of the things. But you can really hear that sort of different feel jet stuff. And I feel like the jet, to what I realized is the jets in there was almost like, oh, we could just sing Jet here. It wasn't <laughs> like part of like what they were thinking about no, about that no. part of the song. It was like, whoa, we'll go to a different feel, like a do 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 do. Right. Drink to me, drink to me, you know, because he does sing the drink to me part yeah. in that in that section. So throwing in the jet there doesn't do much for me. It doesn't, I mean, no, it's supposed to be tying the album together, but what does this have to do with Jet at all? Or Picasso, or Picasso's last, <laughs> or 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 or, 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 or uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt. It yeah. really doesn't. It really doesn't. That, that no, part, you know, no. It I, I don't know. It's confu It's a confusing song, and I don't hate it. No, 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 no. I, I, just... And I and I don't skip it usually. I'm just like let it go. But and it does <laughs> have the uh, one bass solo. I think in Paul's career, you do get him kind of playing it. Oh yeah, the the three o'clock in the morning, but on bass, so that's kind of interesting. But oh, 
one other thing I wanted to mention. This is something I like. Okay. It's like in that first three o'clock in the morning, you notice those drums that go it's like a different like sporadic drum beat kind of thing <laughs> i think that's supposed to be like the heart attack oh of picasso <laughs> yeah yeah so i kind of huh. like it i thought it was and it sounds cool and you know so yeah there's parts of the song i like it's yeah just, i think agree it's too it's long just, it's... the start of it's cool and then it just starts kind yeah. of falling falling off the rails for me so right had they come up with a tighter version of this maybe and, yeah. and lost some of the unnecessary <laughs> tie-ins to the rest of the album yeah. so speaking of what might some people might think is an unnecessary tie-in comes at the end of the next yes. the last song uh and that is 1985 have we talked about 1985? we have We've yeah. talked about it quite a bit, and I think, mm -hmm. I mean, I think we're both fans of it, and we yeah. like the, it's a, one of Paul's great, like, thumping piano songs. Yeah. Just got, like, really propulsive, and uh, so, uh, the lyrics, to me, are almost secondary. This is really yeah. about the music, well, because it's simple lyrics. Well, <laughs> we know from the underdub that the lyrics were, weren't even, had been created yeah by the exactly time that they were thinking about the album enough to make a copy of it and it was sort of like a last minute thing but for last minute lyrics i think it works pretty well and it's, mm -hmm. it actually makes the lyrics book uh in here so that's yeah, kind of interesting so i don't know if i have a note on this uh no but no. um <laughs> uh they're not brilliantly like the best lyrics he's ever written or anything like that, but it is the music of this oh, song, which yeah. absolutely slaps. Yes. <laughs> There's well, that's why we, we talked about it because of the, the histrionics yeah. in here, yes. which are uh, the shake. It <laughs> don't break it. Of course. And <laughs> exactly. All exactly. of the grunting. The, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that stuff. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, but and there's a couple other things that are really great in this song. Though. There's the ooh, yes, vocal the, break, yep. acapella, yeah. And it not only does it have that, but it's got the long organ notes, yes, and a dramatic, almost like Liberace has shown up <laughs> to play the piano. <laughs> Boom, bing, bing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, piano chords. So I, I just love it. I just love that section a lot. Um, I like the keyboard element, the moogie kind of sound. It's yeah. almost like a drone, really. Um, but it gets very annoying towards the end. <laughs> it gets louder. On the, especially yeah. on the underdubbed. Yeah. It is almost piercing like you want to like kill yourself yeah. on the underdub. <laughs> under but most of the time it's pretty subtle and... And I I noticed like oh yeah it's like a drone really yeah it is it is so yeah yeah no I don't have much else to say it's a, a I think a the best album closer for this album of any yeah. of the songs yeah and uh, it, it's just perfect it's epic it builds uh, the string or at least the the orchestration really bum, yeah. bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, it's bum, a bum. it's a very live and let die ask it very much so towards yeah. the end and then. Your favorite thing, 
I, I think you told me once <laughs> that you don't like the tacked on band on the run. I think it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it now. Maybe I've developed, I've yeah. matured. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but it's okay. I I think it would have been fine without it. I don't think yeah. you needed it, but it does give you that uh, cyclical nature here that you know, oh yeah, band on the runs the album brought back yeah. on. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, an epic, one of Paul's epic songs for sure. Yeah. So yeah. that's band on the run. Yeah. Now, if you want to hear from on the 25th anniversary edition, if you want to hear interviews with James Coburn. Oh, the people on the cover. Michael Parkinson yeah. and Christopher yeah. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> the people on the cover. Fantastic cover. Perfect cover. When he came up with the song Band on the Run, he's like, well, if the song makes it, it'll make for a good <laughs> album title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> great <laughs> album title. Great cover. Yeah. Yep. Fantastically yep. done. Now. So I want to mention, if you have Netflix, there's a great documentary, which, and if you're a Pink Floyd fan too, definitely watch this documentary. And it's about the hypnosis, the, the creators of many, a both Pink Floyd and Paul McCartney album mm -hmm. cover, including this one, uh, a squaring the circle, the story of hypnosis. So definitely yeah. watch that and you'll see a little footage from this and, um, I think uh, it was also included maybe in the EPK of uh, probably yeah. uh, one of these, one of these many different uh, releases <laughs> from it. So, but uh, do you, you like the album cover? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I, it's very, it fits it's, it's kind of actually almost live and let die. Like uh, with mm -hmm. the kind of the, the we're all caught here where the band <laughs> has been caught. Uh, yeah. so it's cool. And the back cover has the itinerary for EMI for them going to Nigeria and then three photos looks like passport photos yeah, with them. Which, and which that's the cover of the yeah, uh, exactly. uh, box set, uh, the 50th anniversary box set. Yep. Just the passport photos. So that was, I thought cleverly done. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah. It, it really is thematic. It ties together pretty well of this band yeah. going on a trip and fleeing and going yeah. somewhere exotic. And the and inner then, sleeve, right, uh, is a picture of them in in Lagos with yeah. a, a bunch of kids, yep. and uh, uh, you know, so very cool. So, I think everything's so well done with the album. I, I love it. It's probably is it a ten, a nine point five, maybe. I'm gonna give know, it a nine. And a, yeah, nine or nine and a half. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, well mixed. Yep. Great. Uh, particularly, it uh, orchestration added, but not overwhelmingly. Um, yeah. So there's a, a, very little complaints about. Oh yeah. The album itself. No. Well, let's get to that actually, because you, you mentioned the orchestration. We can, you know, should we talk about the underdubbed mix? Well, since, well, uh... I want to run through a couple things. One is, uh, so in 1999. They came out with the 25th anniversary set. Now, remember in 1999, almost nobody was buying vinyl. So it's mostly a CD release. So one was a, a cleaned up version, not remixed version of the album with Helen Wheels in it. And then this too was a band on the run 25th anniversary, an extended edition of the album on this version live renditions of songs from the album through the years. So that's one thing you get on this 
that you don't get anywhere else is a few live tracks of it. It is uncredited and you don't know when they're from really. Oh. But it seem it seems like they're from maybe a rehearsal band rehearsal because you hear some Lyndon stuff and Linda died by 1999, right? Yeah, she so, had. Yeah. So it wasn't like freshly recorded no. uh, stuff. So there's a few of those things. And then you hear a few demos. And I'm like, where are the demos on any of this other material? So so there are some things here on this that you don't get anywhere else, except for they once they, they just plopped the this onto the archive edition. In November right. of 2010. Uh, however, the archive edition, okay, you got that second disc, which had some extra stuff on it, like all the one hand clapping stuff. Well, yeah, you had Country Dreamer and oh, yeah. and uh, Blue. Now that first disc, that one, no Helen Wheels. No. So disc two started with Helen Wheels, Country Dreamer, which was the B side of Helen Wheels. Then you got Bluebird Jet, Let Me Roll It, Band on the Run, 1985, Country Dreamer, again, all from one hand clapping. And you got Zoo Gang, which we talked about recently, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was um, on the, the singles collection. Yeah. So then this three was disc two of the 25th anniversary. And then the DVD had a more fleshed out one hand clapping why haven't we ever got that on a CD mm. or a record? Yeah, yeah. and that that inclu includes uh, your favorite Soily, uh, <laughs> E Moon, a live version yeah. of E Moon. That would be cool. Little Woman, Love. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, lots of. The, I'll give you a ring. Is even on that, mm. and, uh, which is a ver early version of what would uh, be a B side later on, and a Baby Face, and some things like that. Mm. So, so it's like, man, how about that? How about yeah? How about give us that? But no, what we got this year was a 50th <laughs> anniversary set. Some people are really rubbed the wrong way by this thing. Oh, yeah. We talked last time about some grumpiness about the way it was yeah. released because you could only. So you had the that the what the album you have that was only available. The two two disc was only available from McCartney's website. Is that right? Yes. So this yeah. was released in a way that has caused some confusion so here's what it is there's a cd uh, uh re-release that has the the beast the the second disc which is what is called underdubbed the what under underdubbed <laughs> and then uh, that was also released on vinyl uh the vinyl, I, I don't know about the CD because I didn't buy the CD, but the vinyl you definitely could only buy on the Paul McCartney website. Perhaps there was one other way way you could buy it, like on the Rhino website or some mm. some one of those one of those type of things. Uh, but not widely released, so it's sort of like. But they did on all streaming release the underdubbed. Yes. Immediately, so you can listen to it without buying the product if you don't want to. Which is uh, good for me because that's how I consumed yeah. it. Yeah. So, what this is is a. I think I'm not bothered by the releasing of it 
because this is something that was in the vault. Yeah. And what it was, was Jeff Emmerich was asked in October of 73 to come up with a little version of the album so that they could give it to Tony Visconti so that he could get his orchestrations together for it. Um, so you don't get any of the Tony Visconti. You yeah. get kind of rough vocals in places from Paul. You get a sort of very stripped down versions with no no orchestration, no no extra guitars in certain places, things like that. So it sort of reminds me a lot of when we got the Let It Be box set and we had that. Oh, the Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns mix. The Glenn Johns mix. I didn't hear anybody bitching about it. I was no. like, I heard a lot of, oh, thank God we finally got a release of this. Right, exactly. So this one's in the vaults. So here's my question to everybody. Do you want things from the vaults to be released or do you not want them at all? Because that's the complaint of people or they're listening to this underdub mix. I don't know if they're expecting what they're expecting of it or if they think that it was newly created and so that it's quote unquote sucks because of that. Right. Because they're not saying Jeff Emmerich mix. They're calling it underdubbed mix, which is cutesy poo, clever (laughs) Paul McCartney's, you know? So I, I think people are way overreacting to the release of this. Is it a sloppy release? Sure. <laughs> but the could could have just not released anything. True. And and yeah. and the the main thing that this comes with album record wise is Band on the Run, Half Speed Master. That's what you really and you can get that without the underdub. If you don't care about the underdub at all, you don't right. want to hear it. Don't buy it. <laughs> buy the Half Speed Master if you want a vinyl copy that's fresh, clean, and sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I bought. I, I've played that four or five times. Love it. Sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Brings out details I've never heard before. Just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think. Uh, I'd rather have something released than nothing at all. Is it, mm-hmm. is it, you know, I hear people saying, Oh, you know, there's, where are those, where are those other demos and where are yeah. the, this, this group of demos or that maybe that'll come out at some point, but yeah, uh, this was, yeah. The underdubbed, I, I don't know what I was expecting because the, the name is silly of being underdubbed. If he just said, Oh, this is the Jeff Emmerich mix, or it was mm-hmm. a first mix of the album. I think that would have been yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, but but for me, uh, I, I, th- I would go back to what I said earlier. I, it's interesting. I think some of the songs don't sound any different, really. And then others are pretty radically different. Well, not radically, but more noticeable. And I think uh, I, I think they definitely made the right decision to have the dubs and have the orchestration. <laughs> yeah. Because it covers a lot and makes the songs a lot richer sounding. This is a yeah. case where sometimes we hear people say oh i always want to hear the acoustic version or the that's better or it's always better that way in this case it's not i think there's there's some out of tune playing yeah. some rough stuff the drums are scary in a few points yeah. uh, so i i think that's and and for me the 
the most useless one, although I heard some people saying how much they loved it, was 1985 because it's a karaoke version. You know, yeah. there's there's well, they uh, didn't have the, the they didn't have the, the vote, the words, they didn't have right? The vocals yet, yeah, when they c c cut the this version right. of the record. So, of course, you wouldn't have it there. No, I heard some guy like, why not put on a early version of Helen Wheels on it? I'm like, no, well, that's there not, isn't, yeah. that's not the no, no point of this. So, I I think because it was, it's the slot for releasing the half, the half speed, speed. yeah. That to me, it doesn't bother me so much, but it does ask the beg the question: Why not have done? I know that we've got the archive series, which has not been completed, and frustratingly, we've been waiting for archive series. I think people are a little ticked off. I know I am. Yeah, a little ticked off by that. And instead of that, we've gotten. McCartney one two three, <laughs> we've gotten McCartney three re-released -re for the third anniversary of it, and all this other crap which nobody wants. Yeah, and I think this is getting lumped in with that uh, because it's not quite the perfect Band on the Run release, which would be a huge box set where you get everything that was in the twenty ten. You get a remix of just like we're getting all these remixes. Now, I guess he doesn't want to do these remixes, what it seems like to me, yeah. for his solo albums. And instead, they're focusing on, let's get Giles Martin almost un behind the scenes and nobody's <laughs> publishing in this. <laughs> of doing these Dolby Atmos mixes so that when you do listen to this on streaming and your streaming service and device has Dolby Atmos capability, you're going to get the amazing, fresh sounding Dolby Atmos mix and, and it vastly improves your listening experience. If you ask me, so mm. I don't know. It's a, yeah. And with, we know there's other stuff in the vaults probably that they could come out with it's a mixed bag so yeah but as a listening experience i kind of agree after i, I initially i scoffed at it i was like oh this is great we're getting this thing but i and i bought the two i kind of regret buying the two to, because it, it is more expensive quite yeah. a bit more expensive because they don't have free shipping oh really they don't Oh, no, because it's fifty bucks, right? It's, it's fifty bucks, so it's plus like tax, plus shipping, plus tax, plus shipping. So I end up paying yeah. like sixty, and I had a discount of ten percent, and I end mm. up paying like sixty some dollars for wow, yeah, that that. Now, if you're like, okay, well, thirty dollars of it is the half speed master, is thirty dollars worth the, <laughs> mm, the underdubbed? Yeah, you do get a sleeve. Okay, that that that. They both come in too. Is that worth extra money? In the underdub mix, there's not, there is, you know, how in the original, uh, there's also a poster. Yes. With a bunch of Polaroids, because Linda always took Polaroids. Well, in the underdub mix, there's different Polaroids. Mm. So is that worth, are you a poster guy? Do you hang your posters up that you get right. from your thing? Or are you one of these guys who buys this thing and never takes it out of the 
wrapping. There are a bunch of different experiences, but many of these other review sites have been getting like very seemingly cross and like out of sorts <laughs> about this thing. And I'm like, the out the the product itself of the actual underdub mix to me is fine because of what it is. Yeah, sure. I know sure. I know what it is, but I think that part of it is layman off the street has no idea what it is that jeff emmerich make, made a mix on this date and all that kind of yeah thing. yeah and and you know i i know the part of the mccartney legacy book that s- states all this so it's like i think yeah. i think the J- john q public's a little confused right now and super fan wants more so yeah it's, it's sort yeah. of like but well i think overall i mean it's yeah, I, of any of his albums, he's certainly uh, made people buy it the most for some reason. And yeah, well, you know, yep. guess what, Dave? This is back in the charts. So Band yeah, of the Run, yeah, that's right. Storming back to the Billboard charts, the 50th anniversary reissue on the second, February second, uh, re-entered the, the top album sales chart at number five. Oh my. Wow. Uh, debuts at number seven on the vinyl albums, number six in tech tastemaker albums. That's a what weird is that? chart. <laughs> debuts at number 37 on the top rock and alternative albums. This is an alternative album. Wow. I guess that shows um, you yeah. how the state so, of music these days. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> it's some, um, so this was uh, uh number one back in 74 and had uh, re entered the charts of course with the 25th anniversary yeah, yeah. and in 2010 when the archive series came out so now you know some of us have bought this album quite a bit well then that then let, to go back to where we started as we uh, wrap up our band on the run discussion is this yeah. paul's greatest album i mean it, yeah in a way it, it is because of the fact yeah. that it is continually even popular it's sort of the dark side of the moon of Paul's solo career. It just mm-hmm. never seems to go out of fashion, even if even though there's some songs on here that have flown under the radar. That yeah. maybe some of it's also that he's played them more. He he started he played Mrs. Vanderbilt, he plays 1985, he plays uh Jet and Band on the Run, etc. Yeah. So yeah. it it is maybe it is his greatest album. Uh it does check all the boxes and yeah. and uh, is a good <laughs> Yeah, your bingo experience. card's full. I, exactly exactly uh, yeah so i think it is i i'm always hesitant to say anything is the greatest or the yeah. best but because some days you feel like oh ram yeah man, right so right good, or or mccartney one or yeah know. or even flaming pie or yeah flowers yeah. in the dirt or something yeah but it mccartney but two mccartney two i hear so many people tell me mm. mccartney two is their favorite mccartney Oof. and that and it is back in the charts too i think gaining a lot of uh fandom from a different generation i think yeah. so so it's a uh, very strange stuff but uh very. but yeah band of the run back in the there chart. it is back again is. so so well as uh just speaking of strange things as we uh, mm-hmm. segue just a little short segment to finish off today uh uh-huh. you sent me the uh, list of beetle related items in the oh, upcoming yeah. record store day yeah. and we have uh, i didn't see any mccartney in this uh, i guess because maybe because band on the run or we've got other stuff but we have 
George, we have John, yeah. and we have Ringo, and then yeah. some Beatles. So give us a quick rundown. So Record Store Day will be this year. It will be April 20th of 2024 here. And one, one of these releases is Beatles. It's a tiny turntable. <laughs> Three inch turntable, so a turntable with four three inch records included, a limited edition featuring a Beatles branded d- d- dust cover and turntable facing. Each turntable is Bluetooth enabled and housed in a Beatles box that includes a three inch records of four songs they performed 60 years ago on the Ed Sullivan show. So it's I Want to Hold Your Hand, Till There Was You, She Loves You, and I Saw Her Standing There. Um, and each record is housed in an outer box with picture sleeve and poster package also includes the Beatles branded carrying case, which holds up to 10, three inch records. Where are you going to get other three inch records? I don't know. How much is that going to cost? This is the third time they've done a little release of this size. I bet it's going to be 200 bucks or something like that. At least I'm not interested. No, thank you. No mega news. Because this is not only news about a release for Record Store Day, but Ringo's new EP, (laughs) which is Crooked Boy with a sultry looking uh, Ringo Starr, shirtless Ringo Starr from his youth on the the cover. And uh, so this is uh, Ringo's new release. Yeah. Coming out for Record Store Day, the vinyl is at least. Uh, and there has been no, <laughs> once again, with Ringo's website, uh, there's been no announcement yet. I don't think of this. Well, th- there was. He, oh, there he, was actually, finally. Okay. Yeah, there was in the last episode, we talked about the the message that he, he oh, may be yes. coming up with a, an LP. And yeah. in the in the video, the update video, he showed there was a little flash to that cover and it showed oh this is linda perry and it's yeah yeah and he showed the inside of in the lyrics so uh yeah so that but but in terms of when when is it released for everybody else or when is the streaming or no news yeah maybe the streaming comes out the same day yeah i'm not sure but but we'll wish his website would give us that news but here's the track listing at least uh february sky adeline gonna need someone and crooked boy and i would assume mm. crooked boy will be the song that they release first yeah everybody title song title song so uh ringo star with his ep i i'm i'm all for hey release this on record store day great idea sure, sure. um also on record store day comes mind games ep right so this is a little previewer little snack of the upcoming mind games set so it'll be four tracks so you get the ultimate mixes of mind games i'm the greatest Mm. and then side b is uh i'm sorry and you are here the outtake of you are here okay i'll take out take five of you are here So so from the box upcoming box set this summer that's right so and this will be in two variants so not only can you get this once but you can buy it twice a luminous glow in the dark uh color vinyl or a black vinyl version for record store day 2020 okay so that's your oh oh, i hear one more release yeah that is 
two more releases actually, both from George Harrison. So George Harrison, Dark Horse Records. We have been waiting <laughs> with bated breath on what <laughs> is he going to release? Are they finally going to put some stuff out? Here's what we get. Multi-year par- partnership to release limited zoetrope picture disc <laughs> pressings of George Harrison's entire studio album catalog, Oof. which I assume from this are going to be doled out to us on record store days. <laughs> so zoetrope picture discs are a little bit different than a regular picture disc. Regular picture disc, you just get like a picture of Paul's face and the Paul's face spins around. Yeah. Or, and usually people just put it on the wall. Right. But this, it has a little animation. So when it's actually in motion, it like looks like a little animation going on. Mm. So these are popular for stuff like Frozen. Like, like oh, stuff for Disney. Where it's like so, yeah. a soundtrack to a Disney thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, here's the two we're getting <laughs> the first two, which is Wonderwall music and electronic sound. Oof. So if you want your Zoetrope picture discs and you want your arguably two worst George <laughs> albums because they're not, you know. Yep. So that's 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 your record store mm. day releases. Not so exciting to me. Most of them I would like something else, but at least some stuff's coming out. Stunningly, though, we do have a new album out. Yes, that just appeared out of nowhere. Appeared out of nowhere, like an astral projection. (laughs) It's asterisms from Sean Ono Lennon, his first, like, new, I mean... Well, his solo, yeah. He released some solo records before, but under Sean Lennon... Yeah, yeah. So I guess this... Because one of the things that his first solo album, I'm like, what? But it is uh, all instrumental, but it seems very interesting. Like like uh, hmm. years in the making, the music is powerful, trippy, and intensely imaginative, blending rock, electronics, jazz, and more into exciting new musical soundscape with driving rhythms and a brilliant sense of orchestration. The album is sure to surprise and delight. Um, you can pre-order this on his uh Chimera music, Chimera music. Yeah, Chimera. Mm-hmm. Um, and for fifteen dollars, if if you want it uh, on vinyl or CD, I think. Oh, the vinyl sold out already. Oh, so well. you're gonna have to be <laughs> wait for that. But <laughs> it's streaming. Yeah, that's true. So it's already so. out streaming. So much like the Danny Harrison model, where Danny Harrison released something on streaming, and now that's out um, in a physical product. So I think we'll probably, because we've never we haven't got around to that Danny Harrison. No, no. So we'll probably do a double, double dip, and give you a little uh, mini review on on both of the albums. Yeah. So wow, lots to. Yeah. But the biggest news of all, a great story in the New York Times about Paul being reunited with his bass that was uh, lost, and we saw it, and it was the one. All the way back to Hamburg, all the way, yeah. and we saw it in the Get Back series, and uh, all the way, and then it was it disappeared, and then we find out it's ten about ten miles from his house. It's, it's, it's crazy. So yeah. 
very exciting and uh, it's been brought back to him and now people are hoping at least the new york times author was hoping that we'll get to see it and maybe he'll play something from it i guess it needs some repair uh, yeah. but it's yeah a hoffner base detectives were on the scene and found it so <laughs> well, 50 if, you've years. Ever, if you've ever seen him play live he likes to hold up his yeah, guitar yeah. and then point at it and it's like the guitar gets applause yep i'm yep. sure if he brings that thing out people are just oh crazy. crazy yeah i've got he got back his got back. <laughs> that's right his base so yeah um, okay so so, yeah. so <laughs> i know it's been a long episode yeah however because we've gone long here we're just going to uh we'll hold our mailbag please mr postman segment so please yes. feel free to write us at i've got a beatles podcast at hotmail.com or uh, on our facebook page or any of our other sources and last thing we'll mention is we're we just uh, we've restarted our video series again and mm -hmm. just posted the latest episode of stardust for valentine's day talking about the hoagie carmichael song so chris has been hard at work getting yeah. uh, some of our next episodes in the can so yeah we've uh, recorded a couple and so we're gonna get some get some out there and so we'll we'll be releasing those more often than the almost never yeah because of many issues i've had here seem to all be solved now so uh, good. good good happily we can uh, edit those and get those out for you in a quicker manner but please go check out stardust i know stardust isn't like maybe for <laughs> the most hip modern song to talk about, but I think we had a great conversation about it. Yeah. And there's some really fantastic versions of it to listen to. And I think you'll fall in love with the song. We released it on Valentine's day. So yes. I think you'll fall in love with the song Stardust. If you don't know it that well. Yeah. So please like comment, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, and also we've, if you uh, like the podcast, give us another review on, uh, Apple Podcasts. It's been a while since we've had one on there, so I'd love to get your feedback. So yeah. with all that said, uh, thanks as always for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, see what happens next. Never a dull moment in Beetle World these yeah. days. So, <laughs> All right, thanks as always, and we'll be back at you soon with a new episode.